Welcome, everybody, to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider on God's green earth. The only mandatory podcast in the world. So thank you for listening. Thank you for abiding by the law. It is Christmas! Happy holidays. Happy Christmas. Today is Christmas. It is the 25th of December. It is the first and only time that I have ever had a show on uh, the actual day of Christmas. It's kind of wild. It's kind of exciting. And we have a wonderful Christmas episode lined up for you with some very interesting guests. If you've never listened to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour before, it is an arts show showcase and comedy show where we feature, feature local musicians, local artists, painters, crafters, all sorts of interesting people. But today, we don't have any real artists on the show, but we have some very interesting people from uh, around the Detroit area and beyond. And someone, one of them, a very special guest, will be joining us later on today. He is not even close to being from the Detroit area. He's from a little area known as the North Pole. That's right. We have Chris Kringle joining us on the show later. And it is going to be very exciting. But for now... We are joined by a very sweet woman I'm very excited to have on the show. She, uh, I've been speaking with her uh, for a while now, and she loves Christmas, as far as I know. Uh, her name is Ethel Higginbottom. Uh, she is an 87-year-old retired, uh, you worked at Lilly, I believe it was called? Yes, that's correct. Lilly Pharmaceuticals down uh, near the Toledo border. And were you a f- uh, pharmacist? I then? wanted to be, but they didn't let women become pharmacists back oh, then. Oh, no. So we were stuck in the warehouse and whatnot? Stuck in the warehouse? Hmm? What'd you say? You were stuck there? Well, sure. Five days a week. Hmm. And uh, eight hours eight hours a day? Oh, I wish. Longer or shorter? Well, at the time, all of the men were away. Hmm. Off in the war? Yes, and sometimes an eight-hour shift was a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. You wished for eight hours. Became much, much more. Mm-hmm. They built character, though, yeah? Mm, they built a lot of things. Calluses um, along the hands, the mm-hmm. old hands. Yeah. How long did you work there for? Well, let's see. I started almost 44 and a half years. 44 and a half years. And uh, did you retire on your own terms? Well, that's 44 and a half years total. I, I was fired and rehired four times. Oh. And then eventually I did retire. Why did you uh, Why'd you get fired? Well, I stood up for the little guy, if you know what I mean. A lot of people don't like to share their voice when they being pushed around, and I didn't mind doing it, so mm-hmm. I did it, and a lot of times showed the door. Mm-hmm. And how long, how long of a unemployment did you have before you got hired back? We didn't have such a thing as unemployment. Oh. So you were shown the door, and you grabbed another case full of goods and sold wares mm-hmm. on the way home. Yeah, that w- that's illegal. Yes. Well, a lot of things were illegal back then. 
and legal vice versa. Mm -hmm. You can't stop them. Who can stop them? The government tries, mm -hmm. and that's why I lost my job three times. Yeah. Telling, stand, saying, no, no, don't put these illegal substances, these harmful things into these vaccines, I'd say. Mm. They didn't like that. No. And when you uh, got... When you got hired back, they uh, that's actually surprising they would hire you back then. Well, I was the only one that knew certain things. No. So when they showed me the door, they sat there with the thumb in the patook for three days until they brought me back. <laughs> this is what they'd say. They'd oh. say, Ethel, we missed you. And I'd say, how's that now? And they'd <laughs> say, we missed you. And I'd say, oh, okay. I'll come back and work until the next yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you, uh, when we spoke uh, a while ago, you you were talking about how you couldn't wait for the holidays. I love the holidays. Well, you said, well, you said Christmas. I said Christmas, yes, because yes. that's the way we were forced to say it when I was a child. <laughs> forced. You were forced to say it this way. Yes, we didn't know any of any other way to say it. It was just Merry Christmas, or go. Pull a branch off the willow tree. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? That means you were going to get tanned. What for? Oh, oh okay. Uh, why, uh, so if, uh, when people started saying happy holidays in order to be more non-denominative, uh, how did, how did that make you feel? Well, I was very appreciative of it because, oh. you know, it's like going into an ice cream store and realizing they have more flavors than just pinochle. I mean, uh, praline yeah. or vanilla, you can go, you know, today I'm going to try this one, this blue concoction. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> and I'd taste it, too. <laughs> and uh, But do you still prefer the older flavors? Well, yeah, and not too many people, young people, like butter pecan, but I like it. I do like butter pecan. I don't flavor. remember asking you the question. You asked me. I told you I enjoyed butter pecan. <laughs> I just, I'm just telling you. You said not a lot of young people like butter pecan, and I'm a younger person. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Well, it's good. It's it is good. good. I like it because you have the benefit of the ice cream. Mm -hmm. And then once the ice cream is dissolved, you have a little snack in your mouth. That's true. So, uh, so Ethel, you uh, do you have a, a lot of uh, Christmas traditions that you look forward to doing every year? I did. We had many. Wow. We had many when I was a child and my husband and all my children were alive. Oh, no. So uh, most of that stuff stays in boxes now. I don't even know where it is. Uh, so, uh, Ever since they, they said when, when they put me here, I can have one, one Xerox box full of memories, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't take anything Christmassy. I just took the vitals to keep me alive. <laughs> I don't understand why you're laughing. I I don't mean to. Mm -hmm. um, I did have a snow globe. I wish I knew where that was because it was funny. It was how funny how? Well, it was a reindeer, and he had a shotgun on Santa. That is funny. It was kind of like a reversal of fortune. Yes, it's like. Maybe he gets to pull the sleigh this yeah. year. Yeah, whip me, will you? <laughs> Tell me faster, will you? Mm -mm. Uh, so Ethel, uh, you said that you're you're. Uh, I hope I don't mean you don't have to spot talk about this if you if you don't want to. 
Uh, but you said that your your children are also uh, passed. Yes, that's true. How how old were they when they passed? Well, let's see. Well, they were together. So, uh, fifty three and fifty two. Oh, was it not natural causes? No, they slid off the pier. Oh no! What pier? Off the. We were on vacation in Santa Monica. Oh. And they were shooting an episode of Three's Company. <laughs> And uh, they were trying to get a closer look because they really liked uh, the blonde one with the thingies. And they slipped and fell off the pier and and, and met their demise when, uh, I guess what happens is uh, salt water invades their lungs until they can't, can't stay above water anymore and they submerge and the... Medical examiner said they passed peacefully, though. I that's guess good. that's peacefully. And they did see the their the most beautiful woman that they liked. Yeah, you know, she. Before. I went and bought her her thigh thingy after you know. As a memory. Yeah, I was like, well, I, that's about the closest I'll get to that day again. <laughs> it worked. I could crack nuts and watermelons with my thighs for a while. Wow, not anymore. No, I, I have brittle bone disease now, so if Aww. I attempt that, a powdery mist comes into the sky. <laughs> what a, what is your, um, sorry, uh, did, did, your ch- did your sons have any uh, children? Well, the one thought he did, but it turned out it was just some kind of scam. <laughs> what do you so mean? So that that woman could collect money. She's told him that she got, he got her pregnant when they was fooling around. But uh, from what I've been told, they never consummated the relationship. You know, mm. uh, like the the butter knife went never went into the preserves. If uh, you know what I mean. I got what <laughs> but he didn't know any of that. He, uh, you know, he was a little uh, naive because yeah. he grew up and. Midwest town, and but he ended up paying a couple hundred dollars before we told him that that you couldn't have children just by <laughs> holding hands and pecking. Do you still, uh, do you keep in contact with her? No, she she also passed. Oh no, how did she go? Well, it's very similar to what happened to my boys. <laughs> oh yeah, but it was on the East Coast, mm. and I guess she uh, she really was a big fan of. Uh, is a Milton Berle, and he was uh, he was doing a concert, and she was doing some feat where you had to keep your hand on a vehicle, mm-hmm. and then you, you were the last one. You got tickets to see Milton Berle, and she died from exposure. <laughs> That's really upsetting. Yeah, not not too funny, Milton Berle, to no. kill your fans. Not very funny at all. Was there? I don't think there. I didn't ever heard about any controversy around that. Never. Heard well, that. they they dusted a lot under the carpet back then. There's a lot of things, a whole bunch of things, like about Rock Hudson. Yeah. They didn't say that till he was ready to meet his maker. Mm-hmm. Hey, and speaking of meeting your maker, what about your what about your husband? Yes, he he passed away working. He working. Was, yeah, he was working, and he just never came home that day. He Did- uh, was delivering milk. And um, long story short, he was, went up, took two bottles up to this farmhouse, which was weird that they re- requested delivery of milk, but they, they should have their own milk. Well, yeah, but it was uh, it was more of a goat farm. Oh, well, so, goats make milk. Well, yeah, but it's it's a little tangy. You yes. got to get used to goat milk. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he put the the containers into the 
into the bucket there on the porch, and when he turned around, one of those goats caught him low, and he bent down, and another one hit him in the side of his head that already had a plate in it from his action in World War II. That'll that do it. Kind of dissolved his brain right then and there. Wow. The medical examiner, he said, yeah, he died peacefully, though. They always say that, though. Oh, you know, now that you say that, yes, they do say that. So, how do they know? I know. And how do they know what death feels like? Like, it could just be in a, an eternal feeling torment. I, I would guess it doesn't feel so bad. I remember this one time I was shaving my legs into the sink, and I fell and hit my head, and for a minute I saw some things that I pretty much sure i'd only see if i was deed and then i came back around and i said i'm alive and i was like well that wasn't so bad <laughs> what, well, what kind of things did you see well i saw a bunch of white like just clouds of white and then far off into the corner where it was everything that i enjoyed as a human so like all kinds of fried bacon and then there was a couple of fellas wrestling in a wrestling ring. Oh, you're a fan of wrestling. Oh, I love big time wrestling. Professional wrestling? Oh, sure. It's, it's all professional. Oh. Uh, but to be clear, you're not talking about amateur wrestling. like. Uh... Well, look, so a guy's got to have his first match at, <laughs> at some point in his life. You can't go around putting labels on a wrestler. Yes. But I mean, like, uh, like sports entertainment wrestling, like, uh, like WWE. Sure, sure, that's all fine wrestling, <laughs> and and then, and then the wrestling and the bottle of bottle of butter, butter schnapps, butterscotch schnapps was up in heaven oh, as well. Wow! Oh, so you're you're sure it was heaven? I'm pretty sure. Mm. I mean, regardless, when I came to, I went and uh, made love to a wrestler and stopped at the party store and drank well, some butterscotch stuff. Do you remember the name of the wrestler? Uh, let's see. He was he was pretending to be a Native American man. Oh. So Tom, he, uh, what was his name? I forgot his name now. No, I, we never bothered with names. That <laughs> just gets in the way mm -hmm. of some of the action that transpired this must have been in the 90s when that was still acceptable oh in the 90s i was already closed up like a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> no this was late 70s late 70s okay late 70s and he wasn't de well defined at all muscular wise but he let's say his tomahawk could chop yeah w were you with your husband at the time Listen, things happen sometime when a man is away making sure the world has the milk thirst quenched. Oh, great. <laughs> I like that metaphor. Uh, so, Ethel, um, do you, you, you were saying that uh, you were really excited for the holiday, or well, for Christmas, uh, but you don't celebrate your traditions anymore. So what, what had you so excited about the uh, the, the, the holidays i like the memory of it and i also like to look around mm -hmm. and look around and make sure that all everyone is having a good time mm -hmm. yeah, i told you before i was a protector if you will so mm -hmm. i like to make sure that the children in the neighborhood are walking around are going to get a gift or mm -hmm. they're taken care of I like to make sure the families in the area have enough ham a turkey or glitter or presents 
I I guess I have my happiness come through them. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, do you uh, that that kind of embodies the spirit of uh, what Christmas is kind of all about? Do you do you feel like uh, in general, like we're kind of losing the spirit of Christmas in, yeah. in this country? I probably it seems like it's more spent in a department store than at home nowadays. Yeah, or on Amazon.com. I don't know what that is, but sure. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a website where you can buy a lot of stuff. Oh, I don't shop online because I don't want my identity stolen. Well, there's ways to protect it. Really? You're just as likely to get your identity stolen in a a Kmart or a Walmart than in Amazon.com. Kmart. Probably more likely. Yeah. I like you said you'd protect me like I protect so many in my younger days. Uh, I mean, I'll do my best. Sure. See how that works. You, mm-hmm. you're, you're protecting me. I protect somebody else. Why can't the world be like that? I like to think that anytime you're with friends, you're, you're protecting each other. Yeah. Well, there's always that one that, if a bear came at you, you'd be sure to trip them up so the three of you could get away. <laughs> you think so? Oh, I know so. Has that ever it's, happened? It's, oh, it's happened several times. <laughs> How many times are you confronted with bear attacks? Oh, I, I mean, it doesn't. It could be a bear or a metaphorical bear, a metaphorical bear, or a mountain lion, mm-hmm. or a, an enraged Native American wrestler who finds <laughs> out you weren't going to tell his wife something. I don't know. Just <laughs> things, mm-hmm. life. So many how, how many friends have you uh, tripped and and left to the bears? So to say. Well, I, you know, I've never really learned their names. You know, no. sometimes you just bring people into your inner circle so that in the event that something happens, like an apocalypse or a bear attack, mm-hmm. you know, they're disposable, if you will. Yeah. They were good people for the time, but, you know, ultimately they met my needs to survive and be able to protect others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um,. Do you you consider yourself a, a good person? I tried. Yeah, I tried. Um, how how much longer do you think you you have on this earth, Ethel? Well, geez, I don't know. Every day is a blessing, but honestly, I I'd go right now if it made the world a better place. <laughs> do you think it would? I don't know. I'm maybe to a couple of people. I don't know. If do you have you, a lot of? Do you have a couple enemies? I'm sure there's always uh, haters, if you will, <laughs> out there. About you yeah. know how what makes her think she can live out of that one Xerox box? What makes her think she can be so happy because there's no one in her life to welcome into her home for Christmas? Oh, Ethel. And so I'm glad that you invited me here to be with you on Christmas. I am very glad that you are here uh, ethel um i wanted to uh, i want to get more into into uh into talking with you um but we have to welcome our our next guest so would you mind sticking around and uh, and speaking with her maybe we can uh kind of get to the bottom of what she's all about yes i'd like that as well great all right well uh we are going to feature our next guest on the show her name is wendy wegman Hello, pleased to meet you. Pleased to meet you, Wendy. And you're a professional rapper. That's right, I am. But not a a rapper like a hip hip hop. Not in the traditional. <laughs> sense, yes, not no. in the traditional sense where you 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 put together 
verses and choruses and bars and, and rap over beats. That's right. You yes. are a rapper in the sense of you rap presence. Yes, I am a professional rapper. I've mm-hmm. been doing it for about 36 years now. Wow. And I make everything from scratch. Scratch. Yes. Like the, I, everything the, you make is... the, the wrappings wrapping from exactly yes i make the paper myself i make all the adhesives interesting in order to wrap the gifts that's, that I've, i'm being given to wrap that seems like a lot of work it is a lot of just work. you yes it's just me um i i like to uh grind the the pulp down myself mm-hmm. um, the pulp of what uh, for the paper. Oh, okay. For the paper. Like, it's, I usually, like, just... Do you cut down the of... trees yourself, too? Yes, I do. Wow. I, uh, from hand. Wow. Everything is, you know, ultra-traditional, and I, I've just always done it that way. Interesting. Let me feel your hands, child. Dear Lord, they're as coarse as pineapples. That's yes. right, yes. Well, um, They look like pineapples, too. I use a sap as a moisturizer that... That helps. I mean, sometimes it's it's it, the trees it's being it, it's winter time. The sap isn't as uh, plentiful as it right. as it is in the you spring. You gotta collect them. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm. But as you can see, my teeth have been ground down to to oh. nubs <laughs> from chewing on the bark. Why do you do that? Um, just because I feel like it's it's we we live in such a like you were mentioning Amazon and how it's just become such a commercialized time of year, and I just feel like making something from nature and you know being as completely do it yourself as possible just is it embodies the true spirit of the season that's how i felt when both my boys passed from my vagina <laughs> yes yeah, so you you have a great sense of accomplishment i myself am a mother i have uh several fur babies um i have not given birth to them but you know, I found them in the wild and took them in, and I am the proud mother to three dire wolves. Really? Ooh. Yes. Yes. I uh, my question wasn't about why do you make things from scratch. It was why do you use your teeth? Oh, just because it's natural. Oh. I mean, it's the most natural way of grinding down <laughs> bark. I mean, it's it's. I have like the tools. Please don't put your hands up by your face. Oh, I'm sorry. It's really upsetting. I apologize. I don't mean to be. I don't mean to gross anybody out or anything, but, um, I mean, I, I can make like, you know, if my teeth are acting up and are quite infected or, you know, there's a flare up, I, I like to, uh, find like a stone, Mm -hmm. a rock of some sort to ground down the bark to make the, to make the paper. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yep. I'm glad I forgot my glasses. (laughs) I don't want to see your teeth. Well, your descriptions were enough, sweetie. I'm so very, sorry. It's very I'm, I only have a couple of open abscesses. Like it's just like uh, I get used to it. You get used to the. You can't. Uh, the there's pain. no. There's no uh, taking off your glasses to mask the smell, though. Uh, no, I apologize. There's nothing I can do for that. Well, there are no. Could see a dentist. Well, that's that's true, but I I have to um, I haven't found one that is uh you know traditional enough. What do you mean traditional? Well, it doesn't have the trappings of a modern society. It, wh- why are you so opposed to uh, modern society? 
because I just feel like, you know, we rely so much on technology. Like, I feel really uncomfortable being in this studio right now, oh, wearing well, these headphones. Well, and I mean, how else would you microphone. do a podcast? Well, this just, I, you're absolutely right. I need to get the word out. And uh, so... But I just want you to know that I won't be listening to this. Okay. <laughs> just thank you. <laughs> thank you for letting me know. I, I just don't understand why it's so, what's so wrong with uh, us kind of using technology in the way that we do. I just feel like people rely too much uh, on technology, and I feel like, you know, a, a lot of the popular opinion is that we're advancing as a society, but I feel like we're just taking a big step backwards. How so? Well, you know, instead of, instead of like, seeing people for who they really are, we, we hide behind screens and, mm-hmm. and don't truly get to know one another. How do you feel about that, Ethel? I wish I would have thought something like that. Before I was so old and couldn't do anything about it. It makes you brings up a valid point when they say that all all the flights are delayed because the computers are down. When I was younger, they didn't have computers. They still flown. It's absolutely right. They still were able to to do it. Exactly. You don't. You don't. The the Wright brothers didn't have any computers. They were a hell of a. A couple fellas, too, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Did you know them? Well, I knew the, I knew Wilbur. Oh, really? Yes. He would say he would had such a filthy mouth. Really? That's oh, all goodness. I'll say about it. But a, a filthy mouth, but he had all his teeth. I'm sorry to say, dear. Oh. Don't mean to rub dream. that in. That's okay. That's I'm the right. only one at this table that has all my teeth. Good for you. <laughs> Brush. And floss. <laughs> I do. And don't chew bark. That's my advice. <laughs> That's all very good advice. Yes. All very good advice. That's the leather I'm sitting on, just so you know. Oh, sure it is, okay. Ethel. <laughs> I appreciate you explaining that. So, uh, do you have any uh, fun Christmas traditions that you... I'm sure you get very excited around... I'm sure business really picks is, up around yeah, Christmas time. Business picks up always this time of year. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's quite, quite slow uh, during... The off season. Yeah, I um, gotta imagine. I have two busy seasons. Uh, August, um, there's there's birthdays in August. What? There's not. I just want you to know that that's that's just a common fact. More people are born in August than they are in any other time of the year. Interesting, because I know a lot of um, people, July birthdays. I know a lot of October birthdays. I know a lot of March birthdays. I don't think I know anyone born in August. Funny, funny fact. No one is born in April. Interesting. No I one has been that. born in April. Interesting. But, um, yes, August picks up for birthdays, and, um, yes, of course, Christmas time. So August is like your first Christmas. Absolutely. Wow. Yes, that's what, that's what I call it. I, that's so funny. Like, I call it my first Christmas you of the year. must be confused why there's a thing called Christmas in July. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> um, so, funny enough, um, I've gotten some very interesting things like people come out to my my shack in the forest they line up that's where you live they yes i live in a in a lean-to yeah and i um have uh people coming from all over Mm -hmm. all over the tri-county area (laughs) to have my genuine traditional from the earth from my body their gifts wrapped come come again dear yeah what do you from mean? your body? Do you yes. From your body. Well, I mean, I use... Um, I know you use your mouth to chew the bark. Well, I grow my hair out mm-hmm. all all throughout the year, and I use my hair uh, to adorn the, the gifts. Oh. So, um, 
I'm a redhead. I'm a natural yeah. redhead. Um, we're a dying breed. Sorry, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So my 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 red hair is quite festive. Um, festive uh, color for the season. So, um, yeah. That's what I like to do. So no, you didn't explain and what you do with your hair. People pay extra for me, actually. Oh well, no, I I make bows. Oh, out of your human hair. Yes, um, Star of David's for for my friends that celebrate Hanukkah. <laughs> okay. Um, that is extra though, because there is quite a bit of um, work that goes into making those stars of David's. Mm-hmm. Probably lose a lot of hair that way. No, I do. By the time by the time the season's over, by New Year's, I'm quite <clears throat> bald. Yeah, half your head of hair is actually chopped off mm-hmm. and yes. i like that you don't do it in a stylish way you oh. just shamelessly kind of just cut here and there that's right um i i don't see what the uh the advantage is to being vain any kind of vanity i own no mirrors i have not seen my own reflection for quite some time mm. well not here you go the late 80s oh my god i, oh. I told you dear please please put it away put it away i think i'm just gonna set it on the table oh. here you can look at it if you want oh my gosh I just I carry had no this mirror idea. on me. I had no well, you idea. Should, everyone should carry a mirror. You never know when you'll have to flag a plane or start a fire. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great advice. <laughs> or show someone that how hideously ugly they are. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah, I, <clears throat> you are looking great, by the way, Ethel. Thank you. I guess you've aged very well. I worked at Lily, so a lot of creams and preservatives. Sure, a lot sure. of preserves. Now this this button that you're wearing on your shawl, those those dogs they look shaven. Yes, I actually use my my wolf babies um, to adorn the uh, the gifts as well. That that seems unethical. Yeah. Oh no, that's fine. They love it. They love being shorn. How do you <laughs> how do you know that? Well, because they always seem so happy, and mm. you know they they always come back for more every year. So, um, yep, I've 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 fashioned a uh, what what is what would one could would call a straight razor out of um, some uh, pine needles and branches, and I shore down the <laughs> the wolves, and um, I kind of put their clippings into the pulp and create, you know, my uh, homemade papers that are so popular this time of year. And now, you did bring some papers uh, with you. Yes, I um, did. Here's one. Thank you so much for um, showcasing this, my work. It means a lot to me. This really is, like, some of the finest. Feel, feel this, Ethel. It, oh, that's very It's nice, nice. and thick. It's thick, um, but it, it has multiple uses. So it's not only is it a festive uh, gift wrap, it can be used as a... As a um, a rain propel like yeah, uh, bonnet. like a tarp. Yeah, it could be a really tarp, used as a tarp. A rain, rain bonnet. Um, uh, it feels, and the thing is, like it's it's thick, but it also feels malleable. Oh yes, it's like, very malleable. Like yes. Now this one here, this example you have, this feels more dense, and it looks like it has a tattoo or something. Yeah, what's up with that? Almost a very. I don't know. It skin feels leathery, like. yeah. It's interesting that you um, pointed that out, Ethel. I appreciate you um, bringing bringing attention to the tattoo. Um, I uh, I had a partner out in the woods with me, um, who has since passed on, and oh. 
I have used their vessel, their vehicle, to make... You made gift wrapping out of a human body. Uh, yes, I, I have my partner. What did you have to use the gift wrap on the on this pear? I mean that. I mean you're going to eat the pear. Well, I wrap all <laughs> kinds of things. See, that's the most interesting thing. That's very uh, interesting point that you bring up. I I wrap all kinds of produce um, for for gifts. Um, the most interesting thing I think I've ever wrapped was a live Burmese python that somebody brought out to me. Interesting. Did mm-hmm. you put it in a box with holes in it, or? No, I just wrapped him up in in my in my tree bark and well, it, wolf clippings. It is malleable. It's very yeah. malleable. They breathe through their skin. That's right, they do. Yes, it's breathable as well. Was it alive when? Uh... Oh, so you can. Breathe oh no, through it was, the... yes, it was alive. So you bird... could wrap me. Yeah, like it's you can actually, like I said, multiple uses. You can use them as um, protective gear from the elements. Um, you know, it's 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 the greatest thing that I can contribute to wow. our society, you know. Well, I kind of want you to wrap me up so I don't have to look at you anymore. Oh, well, that's not very nice, Michael. I'm just kidding. You invite me in here. I'm just kidding. It's Christmas, Michael. Well, she said she's not vain, so I assume that she, that wouldn't upset her. Well, I guess it doesn't. I mean, I get stares a lot whenever I go into town and... You don't go into town often, though. No, it's been it's been several months since I've been. In, where exactly? Been in. Where exactly do you live? Um, I live in the Huron National Forest. Oh, yeah. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? So what is your uh, Christmas tradition? So what do you do on on actual Christmas Day? It, uh, this episode isn't being recorded on Christmas, so you, you obviously you're not doing that. But what do you what are you doing on actual Christmas? Well, I. Um, I get my, my, my dire wolves together and we sing songs. Um, if there is a moon out that night, we, we usually do some howling at the moon. Mm. Um, it's our own kind of tradition. On Christmas, Christmas Eve or carols, Christmas night. Christmas Day. Like okay. the, yeah. Um, and I make sure that, you know, there's always good breakfast we always mm-hmm. have to start the day Yum. like a christmas like yep that's a tradition to have like a nice full breakfast um usually consisting of squirrel uh berries nuts anything that anything i can scrounge up do you do you really like the uh just the kind of like aesthetic of christmas just like you know santa claus Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you don't? No, not at all. Interesting. You're not a fan of Santa? No. I believe he's just, he's just used for, to sell soda pop and, and, um, toys. Yeah. Uh, so you're not, I mean, Santa's real. Oh, he is? I mean, we have him on the show. He's coming to be on here later. Oh my gosh. Oh, how embarrassing. I hope he didn't hear me say that. Uh, Well, he's, he's watching. Oh my god. He well, checks he has a, he sees you when you're sleeping and when you're awake. No, I make it a point that I, I'm 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 not seen by anybody. Well. Ethel, are you excited <laughs> to meet Santa Claus? I've met him one time before. At least he said he was Santa. I'll oh. I'll have to take a look and see if he's got the same mole and birthmark mm-hmm. on his nether region to confirm, but <laughs> we, we go back. Did you sleep with Santa? Well uh, we didn't sleep. But we did things to each oh, other that goodness. caused perspiration. Mm. Uh, sexual things. Sure. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Very good. Wow. Uh, 
Uh, so, Ethel, do you have any uh, more questions for Wendy? If I could, I'd like to trace my finger along your gum line. Why? Why, why is that? Because I don't have my glasses, but you both... Been so descriptive. I just want to see if it's everything oh, you both said. Oh, ow. I'm sorry for Those the saltiness ab- of my skin. Abscesses. There's, ooh. Oh, no, hold on a second. Now, here. Ooh, that's smart. Now, you could keep a couple of nickels in there if oh. you ever get into a pinch. Oh, that's a good, that's really All good right. advice. Thank now, you. Let's see Thank you, Apple. Oh, let me just clear that out. Oh, you're caressing my jowl. Thank, thank you for that. That looks nice. It's nice to feel human touch. Yes, it was. And Wendy, do you have any questions for Ethel? Uh, I was just, um, I was, I was wondering about wrestling. Sure. In my previous life, I was interested in in wrestling. And who 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 was your favorite wrestler that you liked to watch? When I was going through, the one that really caused Niagara Falls on me <laughs> was Gorgeous George. Oh, oh classic, classic, classic! And he knew it. Now, did you have a relationship with Gorgeous George? Well, he never knew my name, but many of us threw our knickers at him, and he picked the one he wanted for that night. (laughs) And if your number was in there, you were good to go. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And I lived in Toledo at the time, so my my number was TL5. What a story. 1727. He Um, was a hunky man. Uh, what about uh, Classy Freddy Blassie? What do you think of him? He didn't care for people my color. <laughs> is, that, is that so? That's yeah, what he told me. Interesting. I never knew that about him. Well, I did not either, but that's uh, good to know, I guess. Uh, so we are going to take a brief break, but when we come back, we are going to have santa claus on the show okay we'll be back after this Back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world. We are. I'm, I'm joined here by Ethel Hagenbottom. Hello. Hi, Ethel. You seem very excited. You're watching the door in, 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 in anticipation. Well, there's a couple of things I'd like to ask him about. Mm-hmm. And, and Wendy, Waggy, Wendy Wagman? Yes. You I, don't I, look Ethel, as excited. Um, could you and I trade seats, please? I don't feel comfortable sitting next to this, this entity of commercialism. He, well, I don't know. You can ask all these questions to Santa once he gets here. Okay. So, here he is, guys. Coming in through the door now, it's Santa Claus! Um. Uh. Hello? He's Excuse much me? smaller than wow. I pictured. You're way smaller than... You don't have a beard? You don't have... Hello, can you just help me up here? Oh, oh my Anybody goodness, else? how cute are you? Uh, Ethel, can you help Thank him up? Thank you very much. Woodland monster. He's so little. 
You're uh, sand. I, Let me just. You were not exactly what I was expecting when I, uh, when I booked oh, you. You're, so when I, you're not what I, anyone has ever depicted you at Santa Claus. Full disclosure, I'm not the Santa Claus. My name is Dunkle. Dunkle. Oh. Dunkle Candy Cotton, and I'm here to use your technology to communicate to Santa Claus. You're not Santa Claus. I think we all know I'm not Santa Claus. I booked Santa Claus on the show. I thought I was getting Santa Claus. Well, when you wrote your letter and you sent it to the North Pole, (laughs) I have some friends that still reside in the North Pole. And they intercepted the letter and they said that this was a good opportunity to make my case to return to the North Pole and to clear my name. So you impersonated Santa Claus, said you were going to come on my show, and now you're making a fool of me. I have people that are excited that Santa's going to be on the show. Oh, Michael, I'm not making a fool of you. If anything, I'm falling on my elven sword to to tell Santa that, that I'm ready to come back. I gotta say, I'm very disappointed. I don't. Need, what are you? What are you, Dunkle? What's so special about you? You're just. Some, I find them delightful. What, what isn't special about about me? I'm I'm an I'm an elf. I stand at least. Three and a half feet tall. I, I exude Christmas exuberance. And you have the loudest hat anyone's ever had on my show. Well, all, all elves and uh, take very good pride in, in in their head adornments, and and I'm no different. Uh, I may have changed locations, but I'm still the same elf that I've always been. All right. Well, I guess you gotta if, if life gives you lemons. Well. So you know Santa Claus? Oh, yes. Or you knew him? Yes. Were you born at the North Pole? I I was born of the North Pole. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a more complicated process than humans are used to, I suppose. What, uh, how so? Oh, well, elves, once we reach full maturity of age, about a half, half a century, we, we start to sprout. Sprout. Uh, like you plant into the ground and, and more elves start to come off of you? No. We call them Christmas buds. But the buds, once mature, look like small small nuts or pine cones. But then that's where the elves grow from. Interesting. Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, so is, is Santa Claus an elf? Oh, no. No. No, he's St. Nicholas. So he's a, he's a man? Yes. Or he's an angel? It's my understanding you've been excommunicated from your community in the North Pole. Yes, that's that's true, and that's why I'm here. I'm pleading my case with you good people and and with all of your listeners. Michael Dupree, you have to help me get back to the North Pole. I I don't don't know how I could do that. I don't have any sort of planes or boats or anything. All I need is my message to be heard. Well, you're here. You're here. Ethel, you look really disappointed. Well, I was expecting Santa Claus and this half-man. I was so excited about life. I'm very happy to see someone so animated, but I feel pain to hear his story. That's sad. So what exactly happened with you uh, when you were excommunicated from Banished, I would say? You have to understand that an elf's life in the North Pole is very tiring and and, and there's a large workload and with all your modern electronics and needs and desires. It's been 
much harder for us elves to keep up the, the means oh, of production. That is terrible. See, that's exactly what I've been talking about. Uh, so, so you couldn't keep up? Well, when I was a young elf, I could, I could fashion a rubber ducky, uh, multiple, maybe thousands a day. Do you wow. know the work orders that come in on Christmas? Do you know how many people celebrate Christmas? iPads. iPads. That's. I'm glad you said that. See, when I went to NPU, I... Wait, no. <laughs> North Pole University? Yes, that's right. Oh. And I majored in semiconductors and electronics. Oh. It was part of a, a, a North Pole extended learning program oh. so that we could, all the elves could get into the, the new... The new, the new spirit of Christmas toys and, and electronics and gadgets. Mm. But I, I'm ashamed to say it, but I, I, I cut corners. Oh I, no! I felt so much pressure to deliver all the toys that I, I started making less than desirable electronics. Stop shaking your head so much. <laughs> I, I just, I want Santa to know that. I take great, great pride in my work, and, and I'm not going to cut corners anymore. And I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with with unethical suppliers. Well, how long? <laughs> what, what, what kind of unethical suppliers did you use? Oh well, we, there was a Enron, the petroleum company. Yes. Oh my they, gosh! They supplied the beads that we used to melt into into Shameful. the plastics that we used in all of our devices. Oh, it, it's that's what I got kind of confused when it came to like. Uh, Santa's elves making more electronic things. So, like, you, so it's not Apple that's making these iPads and iPhones and all that. It's no, you. I don't want to take anything away from our friends in China who help <laughs> to produce all the wonderful gadgets that people people enjoy. But they can't do it on their own. True. And once a year, us elves throw in our good efforts and and we help uh, bolster the supplies. Interesting. That's interesting how that the economics of that work. Uh, you're shaking your head, Wendy. Just as I suspected, it's it's all it's it's all become corporate a corporate nightmare. I I I urge you, Dunkle. What was cotton mouth cotton candy? Cotton candy. Can cotton candy? Dunkle. No, candy cotton. Da- oh, sorry, Dunkle candy cotton. <laughs> I urge you, resist. Go back to nature. I'm I'm sorry that maybe it's different for humans, but for elves. I only find satisfaction in serving and, and You're working spreading. for an evil man. Oh, how dare you? How dare you, madam? No, I, I, I apologize. I don't mean to offend you. I got fired, but I didn't say I hated Santa. <laughs> no. I accept his decision. He makes his choice, and we follow it. Hmm. But and, and look where you are now. Look at where, what it's gotten you for following... For following this evil dictator, sounds of a, like a, another humble worker falling to the uh, wrathful hand exactly. of the bosses. Exactly, I not have as bad as you. I think. have room in my lean-to for a half man, just like yourself. <laughs> we can live together. We could go back to the earth and 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 make something. Well, we can recreate Christmas. Answer me this: We can riddle, re- Wendy. Without Christmas spirit and without commercialism, as you say. How are you going to, what are you going to wrap? Where would the gifts come from? We make our own. You make your own gifts? Absolutely. Well, so do we in the North Pole. Oh, good point. Someone's got to make them. So, you know, as long as someone's happy, 
getting it. I just, I, I don't understand, Dunkel. I don't understand. Life's hard. What, what have you, what have you been doing since? When did you get fired from being from the North Pole? It, it was two years ago. Oh, okay. What have and, you been doing since? Well, I, I currently reside in a magical town called Frankenmuth. Oh yeah. Yes, and I work for a, a large-scale department store that specializes in Christmas cheer mm-hmm. all year round. Yeah, Bronner's. That's right. You know it. I do know it. Oh yes. Well, perhaps you are familiar with my my displays. Oh, you do you do do you do all the displays at Bronner's? Well, I don't do all of them. I'm only one elf, and I'm very small. And without Santa's Christmas magic, it's very hard for me to lift those those large objects. How uh how how many elves do they have working at Bronner's? Well, um. Technically, they don't have any elves working at Bronner's. No, I pass the time in your society as a, as what you would call a little person. Oh. Even though I register on the lower end of that spectrum. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, how many uh, elves are registering as little people? I don't know. We don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't get actually communicated that often. Uh-huh. All the elves I know still wow. live in the North Pole. So you were a really bad elf. I wasn't. That's. That's what I'm here to plead is that every, it's not just black and white. It's, it's not just a candy cane of decisions. No, it's, there's many other colors in between. And I, I was, what it's I was looking out for Santa's best interest. Interesting. Well, let's try, let's try an exercise, shall we, Dunkle? Is this all right, Michael? That's great. All right. I, if Santa Claus were standing <clears throat> right in front of you right now, what would you be? What would you say to him? Pretend Ethel How, is Santa Claus. Yes, I'll be Santa Claus. Yes, young man. Santa, sir. I. I know I may have cut corners, and I know that maybe some of the toys that I produced were broken, but I don't think I broke the bond of Christmas, and, and I'll work hard. If if you were to take me back, I would work. Doubly hard to, to produce the toys at a, a ex- acceptable quality. Uh, what of the child? What of the child who begged all year for said product, and come that morning when they go to open it and it is broken? All of that falls on you. Ultimately, you had a choice to pull the rope to stop the assembly line. You could have told your supervisor, but no, you chose to make faulty products, and people suffered. If I was Santa, I'd tell you to kick rocks. (laughs) (laughs) That's upsetting, Uncle, yeah? I I understand your decision, Santa, and, but I, I do propose that perhaps, may chance, we have a customer satisfaction program... Where maybe mid-year, uh, you could send an elf to the the children's home, and we could repair on site, thus restoring your reputation as as Santa Claus the Magnificent. Well, I I like your chess move, <laughs> but also remember this: if you enter a civilian's home and it's not Christmas, that's just breaking and entering. Mm-hmm. Christmas is kind of like the purge, where it's like one night a year, breaking and entering is not a crime. But it's not breaking and entering, it's just entering. We enter with Christmas magic. And that's you, Santa. Santa Ethel. 
Well, I'd be willing to give him a chance, but I'm not Santa or Kris Kringle. Santa works in mysterious ways. That's very true. How? How? My thing is, I don't think that 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 would work. Your your suggestion, Dunkle, would work because then it would be the whole point of Santa is that you're supposed to just believe in him. So if you have uh, basically a genius bar of elves coming uh, once a year just to fix your stuff, then it's Santa's just another, you know, Apple or Google. or And that's just a free pass to tell elves to come down from above and get schnockered one time a year. That's what killed the Amish. <laughs> that's very true. I- you, I think you're onto something, Michael. You've, you've probably faced a lot of temptation since being uh, outside of Santa's uh, no, workshop. When you said that we could make Santa no different from Apple or Google, um, you might be onto something. I think you might have misinterpreted what I was saying. We could make Christmas and Santa Claus a corporation. No. Another pathetic oh, corporate shill. Well, what's Don't wrong with had... corporations? All they do is supply us with goods that we all enjoy. Uh, I, I think you're taking away from the spirit of Christmas, Uncle. What do you think the spirit of Christmas is? I, it's about giving and, and love and friendship and and tradition and and and. and it's about tinsel. drying your own excrement to make to make gift wrap. Yeah. That's what it's about. I think. It's about grinding your bones. I think your idea of what Christmas is is sounds like a bunch of grinded up excrement. No, <laughs> Christmas is about toys and about celebration of toys and about receiving and about and about and about giving sure sure from us from the North Pole because that's all that we have to live for. Mm-hmm. No, you guys have got it all wrong. I think some 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 time down the line you've. You've all twisted it around and made it about yourselves. No, Santa's about the North Pole. Christmas is about the North Pole and all the elves that work hard. It's not about you. Je- it's not about Jesus. Who? <laughs> Who exactly? What are you talking about? No. Well, okay then. <laughs> that answers that. So, how would you make? How would you propose to make Santa Claus's uh, workshop more of a corporation? What would? What changes would that look like? Well, we could set up a limited liability company, thus shielding Santa from any any litigious harm. Mm-hmm. And then we go about producing all the toys like we do, because that's our lives. That's mm-hmm. all we have to live for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we, in association with the local governments, uh, collect a stipend from your taxes... Sure, of course. Bring the government into it. Thus, delivering toys to all the less fortunate and more fortunate. <laughs> Everyone wins. Wow, interesting. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I guess, I mean, I, that also raises labor laws because then you're, when you're entering a corporation, all you elves, like, be considered slave labor. Yes. Yes. That's what we are. We're cool with it. <laughs> You're cool with being a, a slave. Yes. Ever since I was a si- the size of a walnut, I was, I was starting to produce and, and moving circuitry and, and plugging wires. I don't know. This this seems like it could be really. I it seems like it might not work out. 
It just seems... <laughs> Guys, I think there might be a, a disassociation here. Well, I'm an elf. I don't think you guys are thinking on my level. You're, you're talking about rights, and I don't want rights. I want to produce. I want to be productive. What do you guys want from How life? do you exist? I, I exist. I exist knowing that I've done a, ju- a no, job. No, how? How, like, how are you, how is an, how are elves a thing? If your, your, your instincts and your purpose is to create and, and serve. Like, it seems survive? like, you, are you manufactured? Oh, here we go again. Just like humans to want to cut something open and find out how it works. You never accept anything on face value. It's just, so untrusting. It's upsetting because it just seems like you, 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 it seems like you've been brainwashed into thinking that your entire purpose in life is to be a slave to, to Santa Claus. Sometimes you just have to know your role. <laughs> you know, you go to work. You get things done. You guys are both, Wendy and Ethel, you're both nodding in in, in much agreement to that. Uh, uh, young man, listen, I believe Cool Hand Luke <laughs> said it best when he said, quit living off of me. Go out there and find your own lives. Hmm. Leave me alone. And you're so happy to please a fat man in a red suit. You're not realizing there's a whole other world out there. That's a good point. Absolutely. Well, here, here, Ethel. Ethel, if I remember correctly, you were were uh, scrambling in your younger years to please a fat man in a red suit. <laughs> well, I had 15 minutes to kill. And look, I'm not shining on about it. Fifteen minutes? What is he, a machine? Do you know how many homes he had to visit that night? <laughs> well, I, I suppose you're right. Now listen, if this doesn't work out, you can have my room. I'm soon to be dead. Oh. And there's always room in the lean-to. I, I'm not going to open any of my, my rooms to you. So, just to work clear on that. You have two options. Guys, you're you're missing the point. I'm I don't need human human trappings. I'm an elf. Yeah, but I, if you don't if Santa doesn't let you back into the workshop then I work at Bronner's. Okay. And I'll I'll make my displays. I don't need this. Where do you live when you work at Bronner's? I I just travel around. All the, all they know is that I'm every now and then I uh, I will uh at around closing time, I will stand in one of my displays and just stay still. Hmm. So they don't even realize They it. think I'm part of the decoration. Can you sleep like that? Oh, I don't need to sleep. I'm an elf. Do you know? I don't Guys, know. Bi- I don't know elf biology. Yeah, the- In order to survive, like, what do you, you know, exist on? Like, what do you consume? Do you eat? Do you eat anything? Water? No. No, we exist on service. You don't got to be rude, Uncle. I, I feel like I'm you're being sorry. really hostile. I'm sorry. I feel like it. you guys are all coming down on me, and I just wanted to get back to the North Pole. Well, okay. So give us your message. What... What exactly is your proposal to Santa Claus? He'll probably he's probably watching right now. So why don't you lay it out on the line, Santa? Dunkle here. If you could find it in your jolly soul to bring an old elf back home, I I'll do better. I'll work harder, and I still love you. It's very sweet. Merry Christmas, Dunkle. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God bless us, everyone. Now, it's been... What? <laughs> what was that last thing you said? God bless us, everyone. God? God. Huh. 
you, do you not have do you not have a god? Well, I have a Santa. Okay. Well, that everyone has their own religion. Before we get going, you guys, it, it, there's a, a tradition that we have on the Michael the Pre Variety Hour, and we like to sing "O Lang Syne" before uh, before we get get out of here on Christmas. So, thank you guys all so much for listening to the Michael the Pre Variety Hour. Thank you for spending your Christmas, your holidays with us. We will see you guys on New Year's Eve for another very special episode of the Michael the Pre Variety Hour. And without further ado, here's "Old Lang Syne." Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.